Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in Luke chapter 18. Tonight is study number 14. And we're going to be reading verses 6 through 8. Luke 18, beginning in verse 6. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Once again, God is indicating he hears the prayers of his people. He acts upon their prayers. He responds to them. In this case, he responds with vengeance. He will avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him. And uh, we we discuss um, the phrase day and night. We saw how it fits into um, this time period. Very likely the duration of judgment, 1600 days from its beginning on May 21, 2011 until its conclusion on October 7th, 2015. And day and night throughout, God has been hearing the prayers of his people. But he has already acted in avenging them by bringing judgment on Babylon, on the kingdom of Satan. But another way of looking at the phrase day and night and and the fact that God's elect, typified by the widow, cry day and night unto him, would be to understand day and night not only as a time reference, but also as pointing to the various periods of God's uh, overall program. For instance, we know that God speaks of the time in which he was saving as the day of salvation. It, It went on for hundreds of years, but God called it a day, the day of salvation. And Uh, He also calls it the acceptable year of the Lord. And during that day, God's elect also went unto the Lord, beseeching him, crying out, and and crying out for various things. Um, While being drawn, they would cry out for their own salvation, crying out to the Lord for the salvation of their family and others. And, and yes, over the course of the day of salvation, the Lord's people repeatedly went to God, continually went to God, regularly went to Him, and made their, their prayers and supplications known unto Him. And, and so the Lord heard their prayer, and, and that's a lot of what we find in Revelation 6 with the souls under the altar. But, uh, let me go there again. It says in Revelation 6, in verse 10, uh, or I'll start in verse 9, And when he had opened 
the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So that means these souls of the elect under the altar, under Christ, saved by his blood, they're crying to God and asking how long to you judge and avenge our blood. And God's response is, uh, rest yet for a little season. And the little season is the great tribulation. During that time, they have fellow servants that will likewise be slain as they. That is the great multitude that comes out of great tribulation. Therefore, the souls of them under the altar are those that were saved before the great tribulation began. They're, they're the first fruits. They're others that were saved before the time of the end, before God saved the, the final numbers of the great multitude during the great tribulation period. And, and, and so, yes, the widow woman goes continually to an unjust judge and, and God uses that to illustrate his elect which cry by day. They cry by day to him. And, and God's people, we can be certain of this, besought the Lord at all times in, in, um, the centuries past. They, they would go unto God and just as the Lord's people go unto Him today and, and they would pour out their hearts before Him and He bore long with them as it says, uh, in the next part of the verse, though he bear long with them, uh, as the souls under the altar are crying out, how long do you avenge our blood? As they were driven out of the congregations by uh, the tares that Satan had sown many hundreds of years ago. Remember, when we look into church history, we see there was a need for a reformation just a few hundred years ago because the church had become so corrupt and apostate overall. And yet God wasn't finished with the church, so he had some reformers, and and his people came out of that church, but formed other churches since the church age was still underway. Yet those saints, those elect, were driven out. They were driven out, and spiritually the Bible indicates when you're driven out, you're killed. And, and the... Catholic Church of that day, the the corrupt apostate Catholic Church of that day, and nothing's changed uh, up until this present time. It's still corrupt and apostate. The Catholic Church issued bulls and 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 sent forth notices that these uh, coming out of the church or or these people who wanted the Bible in their own language were heretics and. And some of them were literally physically killed. They were burned at the stake as a result of daring to go counter to the teachings of the apostate 
church of that day. And, and, and so God's elect all through history have been mistreated by various church authorities and, and the cry goes up, how long, O Lord, do you avenge? And yet God had a plan and a program and in the fullness of time, his timetable, after giving space to repent, which would be the entire church age, the entire 1955 years of the church age from 33 AD until May 21, 2011. The church age began on the day of Pentecost in 33 AD and as the Holy Spirit was poured out and it officially began. And it concluded the day before Pentecost, May 21, 1988, 1955 years, and then God came to visit. Has it been according to the cry? Has it been that uh, as the Lord has received reports that you, the church that is called by my name, have dealt unfaithfully and dishonestly? Have you been good stewards of the mysteries of God? And the answer is no. No, they were not. And and therefore, in Revelation 2, God comes... Let me read this in Revelation chapter 2 in verse 21. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. And that's speaking of the entire corporate church body. Behold, I will cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation except they repent of their deeds. And and that's exactly what God did. He, therefore, at that point, heard the prayer. He answered the prayer of his elect. How long, holy and true, do you avenge our blood? But that was only a partial answer. As God loosed Satan, and Satan came against the churches and congregations, and and, and that was in the form of God's judgment against them. And, and yet there was more to be done. There was still more enemies of God, more enemies of God's elect of the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and so the widow woman continues to cry. The elect continue to beseech the Lord. Their cry goes up. How long, O Lord, holy and true, till you avenge our blood? Remember what God says of Babylon in Revelation chapter 18. He says in verse 20, Rejoice over her, and he's referring to Babylon's fall, speaking to his people. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. And then he speaks of the trumpeters and and the light of a candle being no no more heard or seen and so forth. And then, in, in conclusion, in verse 24 of Revelation 18, it says, And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, 
and of all that were slain upon the earth. And, and, and that would be all the elect. All the elect are avenged. Avenged. The, the vengeance began when God ended the church age, when he removed the light of the candlestick from the midst of all the congregations of the world, and he shut the door of heaven upon the church. Vengeance began at that point. Judgment began at the house of God and continued for 8,400 days. 8,400 days of great tribulation, of judgment on the churches of the world. And then came May 21, 2011, the day of transition. And the end of the great tribulation, and it's at that point Babylon fell, the, the whole kingdom of Satan of this world. And what did God do? He avenged his elect. He avenged his people upon Babylon. He avenged them on Satan and the, the, the kingdom of Satan, the, the unsaved inhabitants of the earth comprise and make up Babylon, including the unsaved people within the churches. They're a part of Babylon because Satan conquered them and they became, the church became a province of Babylon and within the kingdom of Babylon. So, again, the church hasn't escaped, or the judgment of God has not concluded on them. Now, it's just within the context of a larger, greater judgment upon all the earth. And God's vengeance continues. As it says in Luke 21, it says in verse 20, I'll start reading there in Luke 21, 20, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. These are the days of vengeance. The judgment on the church was the days of vengeance. And remember... The interesting verse we read, we, we know, um, as already mentioned, that God speaks of the day of salvation and the acceptable year of the Lord. And they're, they're synonymous. They're interchangeable. The salvation continued longer than a day and longer than a year, but sometimes God speaks of it as a day and other times as an acceptable year. But they're both referring to the same period in which God is saving up until the door shut on May 21, 2011. And God does the similar thing with vengeance. He says in Isaiah 63, in verse 4, For the day of vengeance is in mine heart, and the year of my redeemed is come. A day of vengeance, and then he mentions a year. And and when we look at the Bible and the types and figures that God uses to show and, and to typify Judgment Day, overall, we find a very interesting 
thing, as we know that the Lord typifies the Great Tribulation period as a period of seven months in the book of 1 Samuel, when the Ark of the Covenant is taken captive by the Philistines, and it's under the Philistines' control for seven months. And and then the ark is restored. That seven months typifies the entire Great Tribulation. The the whole actual 23-year period. And then when we, we read the Bible's language concerning Judgment Day, that is the final um, judgment of, of the world that comes at the end of the Great Tribulation, immediately after the Great Tribulation, God uses the figure of five months in Revelation chapter 9, and it's also um, implied in the flood account of Genesis. Of five months or 150-day period, it's it's identified in in Genesis 7 and Genesis 8. And, and so we wonder, we wonder, and isn't it interesting, on one hand, the Great Tribulation, the first part, of God's overall judgment is, as he says, judgment begins at the house of God. And that statement uh, demands a completion. It, it, it implies judgment begins, but doesn't conclude there. And we know there was a transition. And the transition day was the beginning point of the world's judgment. Again, May 21, 2011. And then God speaks of the judgment that follows the duration as five months. And when we put the two together, seven-month figure representing the Great Tribulation and five-month figure representing the the final judgment of the world, we, we come together and it's 12 months. And 12 months is a year. Every year has 12 months. January through December is 12 months. And and then we realize, oh, the days of vengeance. The year of vengeance. The, the day, judgment day, is also known as a year. And here is the figure when, when combined of the Great Tribulation and the, the judgment on the world and it cut, they come together to form 12 months, one whole year. The year of vengeance. The year that, that God pours out his wrath. And they fit together neatly, just as 8,400 days of the Great Tribulation comes together with 1,600 days of the world's judgment to form 10,000 overall days, a complete judgment. Seven months is not a complete year. Five months added to it makes a complete year. The completion of the judgment is in view once again. And, and, and so as God's elect are crying unto him, beseeching him, as God says, and shall not God avenge his own elect? which cry day and night unto him. The day of salvation, and what have we seen in in many places in the Bible, 
God typifies Judgment Day, the the time of the outpouring of His wrath as spiritually nighttime. It, he does this, um, for instance, when uh, we speak of Christ coming as a thief in the night. The thief in the night. Christ comes in the night. And God does this when he pictures the, the work day, the time of working in the vineyard to get the gospel out, the time in which salvation is taking place. The day of salvation is typified as 12 hours. Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in the day? Uh, the Lord makes that statement in John 11, verse 9. Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. That's important. Twelve hours in the day. Then the Lord gives a parable of a twelve-hour workday. And he there's something special about the eleventh hour, remember? Men were standing around idle until that eleventh hour. And then they went to work one hour, and then the day concluded, and they went to get their reward. And and that was after 12 hours, and then it says, the even came. Night comes at the end of 12 hours. At the end of the day of salvation, typified by a 12-hour workday in the vineyard, comes the night. And remember, Jesus also said in John 9, in verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. And no man working is referring to Christ doing or performing the work of salvation. He must accomplish that work while it's day. During the time period, God has established and appointed for the word go forth and salvation to be uh, done as God would save all the elect within the day because the night comes and then no man, the Lord Jesus is the man, can work. God is not saving and has not saved since May 21, 2011, nor will he save because it is night. And he has said, no man can work. And remember, the question was asked, um, what work do ye and, or, or show us the work of God in John 6, I think, verses 28 and 29. And the response was, this is the work of God that ye believe. That, that is, salvation is the work of God. It's the work Christ was involved with and, and went about his father's business accomplishing. Salvation. No man can work in the night. And and so immediately after the tribulation, what happens? The sun is dark. The moon does not give its light. And there is spiritual darkness that ascends upon the earth. The character of Judgment Day is darkness. It is nighttime. And yet, We've learned from the Bible, God's elect remain on the earth. They were here during the day of salvation, approaching boldly unto the throne of grace, crying out 
all the day. Remember, be in the fear of the Lord all the day long. And now comes the night. And they remain and continue. They continue to do what they've done and approach unto God. How long, O Lord, till you avenge our blood? Yes, God is in the process. He has avenged the blood of his saints upon Babylon, but it's in, in the, the midst of, uh, working out. It, it's a spiritual vengeance at this point, and it will not be a completed vengeance until Babylon, this world, is utterly destroyed, and all of its rebels and its um, leaders, uh, Satan and the demons, are completely annihilated and gone forever. That's the point of final vengeance. That will be the completion of the year of vengeance. That will be the completion of God's overall judgment program for this world. But in the meantime, God's elect cry day and night unto him. They're crying unto him in the night. In the night. Remember that wonderful statement that uh, we read in Psalm 30. It says in uh, verse 3, O Jehovah, Thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto Jehovah, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And and so the Lord's people are weeping and pleading with God and and crying unto him. And, and God is hearing their prayers. And what does he say? He says he will avenge them speedily. It, it says in Luke 18, in verse 8, I tell you that though uh, the previous verse said, though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. He will avenge them speedily. Now, speedily is translated as shortly in Revelation 22, verse 6. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. And God does everything quickly, speedily, according to his timetable. He he brought judgment on the church speedily at the first available instant. And now he will bring judgment on the world, completion of that judgment and utter destruction at the first available instant according to his timetable, his program of times and seasons. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. 
For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.